feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Do we have a lot to talk about tonight? Uh, later on the show, we're going to talk about one of Biden's doctors claims that he is healthy and vigorous. I, at least the last one I would definitely never use to describe President Biden. I mean, that is like, are you kidding me? Vigorous? The guy barely has a pulse. What is that doctor on? Well, we're going to talk about that. And also John Fetterman back in the hospital, sad because he's dealing with depression But this is a guy who has been in and out of the hospital. And was he even fit to be running to begin with? It's no surprise that he is back in the hospital and having health problems. And it just makes you wonder, boy, what else will the Democrats do to keep somebody in office? Because they knew he was in bad shape with the debate. And we're going to talk about that and some really insulting comments from CNN host Don Lemon, or should I say Don Lemon, depending who it is. Uh, One of the most sexist, disgusting comments I have ever heard. Um, And it's shocking that he still has a job tonight. So we're going to get to that later on on the Rita Cosby show. We got an action-packed show. Uh, But first, President Biden basically breaks his silence on the Chinese spy balloon. First off, it was one of the most stunning press conferences I have ever heard. I mean, he was so weak. He was so lackluster. And he tried to make it sound like he was Mr. Tough Guy shooting down the Chinese spy balloon, even though he shot it down after it left China. We know the U.S. was tracking it from China. We know that it was hovering over Hawaii. Then it was in Alaska. He still didn't shoot it down. Then it goes to Montana. And then it goes over not just sensitive sites in Montana, but it goes over all these other very sensitive sites across America. And then he decides to shoot it down. But he wants to pretend in his first statements that were weeks too late that he's a tough guy with China. And yet nothing he did and nothing he said really was tough against China. In fact, I think he really opens the door to weakness. And I think, sadly, China is walking all over this president and sadly walking all over America as a result. And it breaks my heart as an American to hear a U.S. president so lame in his response, so fumbly and bumbly in his response, and also just so tepid with someone, and I'm referring to China, clearly wishing to do us harm. They sent a surveillance balloon hovering over America. Can you imagine? It would have lasted five seconds over Chinese territory. But in the United States, our president just lets it hover, and it goes on and on and on. And then it comes out today that in addition to not only did he shoot down, of course, the Chinese spy balloon two weeks late, but the three balloons before that came after that, rather, the three balloons that he still calls unidentified objects, could potentially be, it sounds like, based on what he was saying, from private companies. He doesn't believe they're Chinese spy balloons. He doesn't believe they're like U.S. intelligence. In other words, we may have shot down like a hot air balloon 
or a uh, kid's balloon from a parade from something over Montana or something over Lake Huron. I mean, this is the most unbelievable sign of ineptitude I think I've ever heard from an American president. We are spending, think about the millions upon millions of dollars to surveil our airspace And it's $400,000 per Sidewinder missile that is shooting down these unidentified objects. And we just had an American president who just told us that basically they shot down what could be the equivalent of a kid's balloon from a parade that happened to hover above. They don't even know what it is, but they said it's likely maybe something private from a private company, a recreational balloon or a weather balloon. I mean, this is just stunning. You have got to be kidding me that what, like a 12 or $20 balloon has to be taken down by the U.S. military because this president was inept on bringing down the Chinese spy balloon and he was so publicly embarrassed. And now he is so much overcompensating that he's hitting anything out of the sky, even like a kid's balloon. I mean, are we like, uh, you know, the JV team or what? This, to me, is one of the most embarrassing moments in American history, and it's just shameful to hear an American president grovel to the Chinese and admit to the American public that he doesn't know what he's doing. And not only that, after the press conference, he wouldn't take any questions. And to me, this was one of the weirdest things I have ever seen. I have been in many a press briefing where I've been firing off the questions to a president And usually they kind of say, oh, I want to answer. I don't want to answer. Well, in this case, you know, a lot of times when you see Biden, he kind of walks off and someone fires a question to him and usually he kind of comes back and maybe answers like one or two words or three words. So he finishes his comments, which were just, again, so shockingly lackluster and so belated and so off the mark for an American president, a commander in chief. And then afterwards, they start firing questions at him, and he's like, uh, 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 should I answer or not? It was just shockingly pathetic. And here's just a little glimpse. He was about to answer, and then another reporter says, well, are you basically compromised because of your family's dealings with China, which is kind of an obvious question to ask. And then he suddenly got off kilter and didn't know what to do, and he's like, uh, 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 and he finally walks off. Listen to this bizarre exchange. There's been criticism that this... Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism... Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You come my off and ask the question when you have more polite people. Give me a break, man, was his answer. That's the fact, Jack. I was waiting for that one, right? And then he says, you can come to my office when we deal with more polite people. Uh, Are you kidding me? We just had, for the first time since NORAD has been in history, shooting down of four objects over America. All right. One we know is a Chinese spy balloon. The other three may have just been like a kid's play balloon. We don't even know what it is. And our president is thinking like that the, what the reporter's questions are too tough when they're asking a question about his family's business dealings. And he's sitting there going, uh, uh, like, how rude of you to ask me questions. He has just basically put American safety in incredible jeopardy because he looks so weak to our biggest adversary, 
China right now that we know is spying on us, that we know is thinking about invading Taiwan, and we've said we're going to defend Taiwan. And we've got a president who can't even handle a question. Oh, how rude. Oh, my God, you're, you know, you're asking me a question. The press reporters are not supposed to be in there to be coddling the president. The press reporters are supposed to be asking questions on behalf of the American public. That, I think, is our job as a journalist. When I've gone in there and I have asked many a president a question, I've always thought, what does the public deserve to know? What would they want to know? What should I be asking? Not Rita Cosby. I'm always thinking, what does somebody want to hear? What do we need answers to? And boy, do we have a lot of questions about this spy balloon. And he can't even handle a question. He's outraged that they're asking a question about his family. Can you imagine if it was President Trump and if the shoe were on the other foot right now? And if President Trump had downed like three kids balloons at a price tag of several multi-million dollars. Think about how much it costs to put those F-16s and F-22 jets up there and then fire half a million dollars each Sidewinder missiles that took them down. One of them missed. Right. Think about the price tag right now. They would be calling for President Trump's impeachment. They would have done it on the first one. Forget about the fourth one. He wouldn't even be like walking today. You know, I mean, they'd be they would be so outraged. And this president can't even handle a basic question. It is pathetic. I I am like stunned today when I saw that presser. I was like, what a pathetic, lame president. And the fact that he couldn't come up with a better answer and he was mad that they were asking bona fide, pretty easy questions and saying, how dare you basically come to my office when you can be polite, like don't interrupt each other. How about all those press conferences that happened with President Trump? Remember Jim Acosta? Jim Acosta, you know, he couldn't even say hello before Jim Acosta of CNN would interrupt him and fire off all the, remember all the fighting back and forth? It was like they were almost like Tyson and Holyfield and the type of questions that were going back and forth in the ring between Trump and then CNN White House correspondent Jim Acosta. But Biden's getting like soft, easy questions and he's outraged, like that there's even a question coming to him. And then it's like, that's the fact, man, or, or you're not you're not polite enough. I mean, what are you kidding? You are the leader of the free world. You are the commander of the free world. You better start acting like it, buddy. And yet when he gets to the point in the briefing and he starts saying, well, I shot down that Chinese balloon. He doesn't mention that they were tracing it all the way from China, which are the new reports. So we knew about it for weeks. He had so many thousands of miles to be able to shoot it down. He doesn't shoot it down. And then he makes it sound like, well, we shot it down just at the right time. Take a listen to John Wayne, President Joe Biden. When one of these high-altitude surveillance balloons entered our airspace, over the continental United States earlier in the month. I gave the order to shoot it down as soon as it would be safe to do so. The military advised against shooting it down over land because of the sheer size of it. It was the size of multiple school buses and opposed a risk to people on the ground if it was shot down where people lived. Instead, we tracked it closely. We analyzed its capabilities and we learned more about how it operates. And because we knew its path, we were able to protect sensitive sites against collection. We waited until it was safely over water, which would not only protect civilians, but also enable us to recover substantial components for further, analysis, for, for, for further analytics. And then we shot it down, 
sending a clear message, clear message. The violation of our sovereignty is unacceptable. We'll act to protect our country, and we did. Does anybody out there think that that sounds like a tough commander-in-chief at a time where we have a foreign adversary flying surveillance balloons over our country? That was the most pathetic response. one 800 848 one 800 let us go to Rick real quick on line four. Rick, your thoughts about what was just a stunner of a press conference that was weeks too late and way too lame. Yeah, Biden isn't fit to do story hour in kindergarten class. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree. I think kindergarten class would have been too complicated for him. He would say, that's too mean. The the kindergartners are, are mean to me. There's too many five-letter words in this book. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and he, he seems to just know that's the fact, Jack. You know, I, that, you know, he can, that's a Jack seems to be his favorite line. And that's a four letter word. So that's a little uh, it's a little easier for him, Rick. You know what I'm really curious about, Rita? Why does it cost four hundred thousand dollars to make one missile? Who's stealing all the money? Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a good point. Why is it so expensive? And and, you know, the one thing we haven't heard the price tag of. Rick, in addition to the missiles, I just brought this up. Think about how expensive it is to send an F-16 or an F-22 jet that they were sending up uh, that were first monitoring these, not just the spy balloon, and we're talking about four weeks, and then these others that may have just been kids' balloons that they shot down with a $400,000 missile they missed on one of them. And think about, but the price tag, not just of the missiles, which I agree with you, it's worth looking into to see why is it costing that much. But think about the combined price tag. We're talking millions upon millions of dollars uh, with between sending the jets up, between the monitoring, between all the extra stuff. I mean, this is not a short price tag. And so far, all he's gotten is a spy balloon that he should have taken down weeks earlier, not just hours or days earlier weeks earlier, and, and he just comes out to the, the United States like, uh, 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 in his statement, he said, oh, today we're going to make a big announcement. And by the way, in the announcement, they said it's objects. They didn't want to say it's balloons because they were too embarrassed to be able to say, we took down kids' balloons, and it only cost you $20 million, America. Wow, what a deal. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. one 800 848 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Well, Biden obviously is listening to Phil Collins of Genesis, and he's dreaming because if he thinks he's a strong commander in chief, uh, he really is in la la land. Take a listen to Brett Velikovich, a military expert on Fox, how 
he describes Biden handling of this and especially after that terrible press conference today. The reality is we have to protect the American people. We have to protect our airspace. You better believe if China had balloons from the U.S. flying over their airspace, they would take it out. And the fact that Biden keeps downplaying these incidents like it's some minor incursion in our airspace, it's, it's just a joke. I mean, you have no idea what type of data can be collected from that level. So what reason does he have to downplay Chinese espionage on our own soil? I mean, you know, that event last week, that was an international violation. That was national security failure. And it's national security failure after national security failure when going up against China and an adversary that clearly wants to cause harm to the American people. Yeah, clearly it wants to cause harm. It, it just happens to be what, like floating over these sensitive military bases, gathering intelligence, uh, where our ICBMs are located, where our military test jets are located, totally by coincidence. And then big, brave Biden gets rid of it after it's gathered all the intel. I, I mean, this to me is stunning. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Sandra in Seattle. Sandra, your thoughts about this? Oh yes, and there's nothing that makes me more angrier when they're asking a question and he turns around and walks away, turns his back on all of us. And so you're so right, and I'm glad that you brought up <clears throat> Trump's name because we wouldn't have to put up with any of this crap that's going on in the world with any of this stuff if we had him. And it was irking me, like somebody, Nikki Haley, how he was so good to her, and now she's running against him. Uh, and, and when they talk, when she talks or anybody else, they all talk about the stuff that our guy did, which is Trump. And he's proven. He's not just a talker. And so they're just kind of like wannabes and copycats and all this stuff. He's the only one that we get in to save America. We are in a hell of a mess. Uh, because of Biden and all this kind of stuff that's going on. I mean, the crime and the border, we all know all these things, the whole list. And he's proven to us promises made and promises kept. We are not in a position to be uh, going off the rails and, and trying to get somebody else that's younger and all this stuff. Biden is, I mean, excuse me, Trump is like he's in his 20s compared to Biden. And you will watch and see when these debates come out and all these people running against him. He'll, uh, he'll talk them right off, the, right off the platform. And it's not just talk. It's action. And our guy does action. So Stan doesn't know what he's talking about in a lot of them. But most of your listeners are really right spot on this week when they've said that Trump is the only one that can handle this. Well, and I think, you know, Sandra, I think about also, to your point, how different it would be if President Trump was in office. First of all, I don't think China would dare put a spy balloon. Um, You know, they were doing apparently some in the past, they claim, but now it's been detected. Uh, But we don't even know to the degree of that. Who knows compared to anything that Biden is even saying. Um, But they would not dare right now at this moment to have done a spy balloon. And you can bet if if Trump had even gathered that it was left, you know, anywhere near American soil, he would have shot it down in a heartbeat. And he would have picked up the phone and said, hey, President Xi, uh, what's the deal, buddy? You better not ever do this again or the same result is going to happen. And guess what's happened? Biden hasn't even picked up the phone to talk to the president of China. That was the other thing that came out in the press briefing. He claims that he's like known him for years in this invaluable relationship. And he admitted in the press briefing that he still hasn't even bothered to pick up the phone. I I mean, it's like this guy is is really I use that. I use La La Land because it's like he is in like a brain fog 
and right. not showing any sense of leadership. And what a contrast that is. If we had had President Trump today again, I think not only would it not have happened, boy, the response would have been clear, would have been swift. And now China's walking all over us. And that saddens me, Sandra. What are your thoughts? Oh, me too. Breaks my heart. I'm 80 years old. I'll be 81 in, in the spring. And I've never seen anything like what we're up against. But the one good thing, it's making Trump, it shows people that Trump, he can take care of this because these other people are so lame. And these other people bring up all this stuff. They're like his echo. Why well, have to say he's already proven that he'd do this. He's the only one that can save us other than God in heaven. Uh, we're in a terrible condition. It's getting worse, like you've said, too, time and time again. And he's the only one, so there shouldn't be any doubt in anyone's mind. But anyway, thank you, Rita. You're just an angel. You've got a great program. Thank you, Sandra, very much. And by the way, some of the new polls that are just coming out, too, are showing on the GOP field. As Sandra mentioned, of course, Nikki Haley has thrown her name in, and there'll probably be other names. Uh, But Trump is handily ahead even ahead of DeSantis in a lot of these latest polls. And a lot of people are just going, boy, do we just have such a leadership vacuum in this country today. And I think so many of us, including me, are yearning for strong leadership. And we're the greatest country in the world. We got to start acting like it, guys. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment on the Rita Cosby Show, where we love honoring our law enforcement and their families, and of course the great work that law enforcement do every single day in our country. A powerful story coming from Conyers, Georgia, where an elderly woman who was trapped inside a burning home was saved by officers with the Conyers Police Department. Police were called to a fire on Sunday, and when they arrived, heavy smoke was seen fuming from the house, and they said they were unsure if anyone was still inside until two officers suddenly spotted an elderly woman fighting to get out through a window. An officer immediately broke through that window, was able to get to the woman, And all officers on the scene worked as a team to successfully remove the elderly resident from the smoke-filled house, which was then at that point engulfed in flames as well. And they were able to take her to the hospital. She is said to be doing okay. What a powerful story. And just how courageous our great law enforcement is every single day, uh, battling flames and so much more. And boy, we are lucky to have our men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about President Biden. Later on the show, we're going to talk about his mental evaluation and physical evaluation. Uh, I want to know what doctor got paid off to be able to say he's, quote, vigorous and vibrant. 
Uh, I mean, uh, what is the guy work at a funeral home? I mean, I mean, I guess he is vigorous and Byron if you're dealing with corpses all day long. I mean, everything is in contrast, I guess. But this is amazing. So we're going to talk about that and get your thoughts on the doctor giving him a great bill of health for all his vitality and all of his clarity and all of his energy. But we didn't hear very much of any of that today during the briefing where he finally broke his silence and told the American public what he thought of the Chinese spy balloon. And then he had to come out and admit that the other balloons, remember there were three others afterwards that were taken down, and he basically, at first they said, okay, it's an unidentified objects briefing, and then suddenly sort of in the middle of the briefing, uh, kind of he was trying to kind of hurry up and get past it because it was so obvious that it was so bad. It was like, well, when we get to the three objects, there's some possibilities, and we think it's probably basically private, and it's either a recreational balloon or it's a weather balloon. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You just shot out of the sky uh, a kid's balloon from a parade that floated up or a weather balloon? How come you didn't know that? And you were supposed to be tracking them, too? This was really an embarrassing moment. Here it is where he kind of tried to explain what these three after the spy balloon were. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. So you just spent millions upon millions of the American taxpayer dollars. You're telling me we have the best military in the world, and we were going up and looking at these objects, and after getting a close-up look at them, we shot them down, and now you think it's like a weather balloon or a kid's parade balloon, and you don't even know what it is, but that's most likely what it is? I mean, boy, is that embarrassing for the military, for our commander-in-chief. For taxpayers who spend all that kind of money. And then he tried to act like he was tough with China, saying, oh, but we got down that spy balloon. We took really good care of that one. And, of course, remember how delayed that was. And then they said, then he kind of like was like, here's our position on China. And I thought, okay, good. He's going to finally have an epiphany and say, we got to get tough with China. We got to be, you know, ruthless with China and clear with them and direct with them and say, you better not ever mess with the U.S. ever, ever again or else. But listen to how he said he is basically putting China in its place. Listen to this analogy. Now, we'll also continue to engage with China as we have throughout the past two weeks. As I've said since the beginning of my administration, we seek competition, not conflict with China. We're not looking for a new Cold War, but I make no apologize. I make no apologies and we will compete and we'll, be res- we'll responsibly manage that competition so that it doesn't veer into conflict. How sad is that? That's the strongest message you can do is that we just don't want conflict. China has America has this president on our knees and that really saddens me. When I hear this president, boy, is this embarrassing. Listen to Mark Thiessen, a conservative commentator, how he feels the threat is from China right now and how he thinks 
This president is just so out of touch. Says it's not a big deal. It's a really big deal. So what if this balloon, rather than keeping uh, having spyware, was carrying weapons of mass destruction? or an EMP weapon, an electromagnetic pulse weapon that could take out all of our, uh, all of our electric grid and shut down our critical infrastructure. Uh, EMP weapons, the ideal way to deliver an EMP weapon would be with a high-altitude balloon. Uh, and the Chinese apparently had unfettered access into our airspace, and the President of the United States allowed this thing to fly over, over our country for days. Um, and then this thing that they've been pushing, that this well, it might have just veered off course. Oh, yeah, it veered off course and just happened to stop and hover over several of our most sensitive military bases, just by chance. Just by happenstance. What luck the Chinese had that their spy balloon uh, veered off course that way. I mean, they're telling us they're not telling us the truth about this. They're not fessing up to the fact that this was a major breach, not just of our sovereignty, but of our national security, of the safety of the American people. Yeah, it is stunning. And our president continues to say not really a major threat. Well, he's acting like it's not really a major threat. And then he wants to act all big and bad that he shot down the spy balloon And it sounds like three weather balloons or hot air balloons. Uh, We are just this. This to me is like, you know, like uh, this is like third rate. It's not even second rate leadership. This is just pathetic. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kenny from Ohio on line three. Your thoughts about this, Kenny? Yeah, they spent a half a million dollars to shoot down a a, a twelve dollar uh, balloon that an eleven year old kid made, right? For the what, what's it called, the bottle cap balloon club? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Isn't that you know, amazing? Think, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah, and also I think the press secretary. And, you and, know, and, the, and by the way, by the way, Kenny, I, and I'll let you finish, yeah. but you brought up a good point because. Uh, There's a Northern Illinois bottle cap balloon brigade has basically now just told this. You can't make this up, Kenny. And and I know you know this, but I want to share with everybody else is amazing. Told Aviation Week today that it fears one of its gas bags that recently went missing was mistaken as a mystery object. They believe that it's one of their balloons from the North Illinois bottle cap balloon brigade. I mean, I, I'm laughing because you just can't make this up. I mean, Kenny, it's and it cost them twelve bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, Kenny, it's so bad. Yeah. One more comment. Uh, the press secretary. Oh my goodness. You know, she. I think she wrote up Joe Biden's help report. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to say he's vigorous and vi- has vitality. Yeah. <laughs> where's the recon? I want to know what 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 the recognitive uh, report. Where where's that? I didn't see that. Uh, Fox News had the papers. Uh, thanks, Rita, for everything. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. And by the way, uh, they're still missing some of the cognitive tests, and they came out with like very limited on the cognitive. <laughs> and then when it came to the other, they're like, "Oh, he's he is vital. He's vibrant. Like it's like I I just want to know was that physician drinking?" I mean, it is like, Kenny, it is so sad that they want us to believe Biden's vital and it's not a grave error to shoot down the bottle cap balloon brigade's $12 balloon. I I mean, this is this is this is just shocking. Absolutely shocking. Um, Let's go to uh, let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, uh, please. I'm I'm crying because it's so bad. (laughs) It is. I'm left. 
Rita, I got to tell you, you always uh, you always acknowledge the police and military, and you and Dominic are the one-two combination on WABC Radio overnight. Oh, thank uh, you, I'm and I love Dom. Best. He's terrific. I, I, I oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him your best too. <laughs> of course, and uh, I'm laughing my butt off. I was a drummer back in the day when I played some college baseball. Uh, a song, A Ball of Confusion, in the 60s. Biden is in a state of confusion. And even if he read from a 50-foot teleprompter, you know, I mean, he's in, he should lay horizontal on a couch with a team of psychiatrists. And he'll, you know, he'll pontificate on this and that. He doesn't have a stream of consciousness where I'm surprised he's still in office that shakedown artist, him and his son, what they've done over decades. And he, he appears like, you know, he should be on camera with a, with a ice cream cone and his Tom Cruise aviated glasses and, you know, wax poetic about nothing. I mean, you know, I've never seen a donkey Democrat you know, be such an embarrassment. And he's the leader of our country. I know. And 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 also, Mike, at a very um, sensitive time, too. I mean, that's what's so scary. Like, I I. I've never sort of felt worried like that the president just has no clue. And I really sadly feel that way, that I feel he is so out of touch and so utterly disconnected. And I feel like, you know, it's like all these things are happening um, between what's happening with China. You see uh, Russia trying to ramp up in Ukraine. I mean, there's all these very scary, serious things that are happening in the world. And we have a president that is so out of touch uh, that is so clueless that he's shooting down, you know, uh, Bob's bottle cap balloon brigade uh, balloons that are $12 and can't figure out the spy balloon. I mean, it's that's a sad place to be, Mike. And and, you know, if you want to have a, you know, a president who's clueless, um, he's better off just sitting in the basement than than doing anything of substance, because it is really scary. This is a time where you really need leadership. You know, you need somebody, you need somebody who has clarity and you need somebody who has leadership and who is directing other people because there's a lot of scary, uncertain things going on in the world right now. And having a rudderless government, which is what we really have, because when you got a rudderless commander in chief, uh, it, it reflects on everything and it opens the door to weakness. Because guess what? China's laughing to the bank today. China's like, you know, they're they're mocking us. I mean, there was just comments from some of the leaders in China and they're like uh, basically stupid Americans, silly Americans, silly American government. You know, they're sitting there going, they're thinking if we're laughing about, you know, Bob's, you know, bottle cap balloon brigade, you know, they are, too. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? How we are standing on the world stage, Mike? Right, exactly. And, and you know, what gets me to, you know, the way he uh, appears you know, you can't approach him on anything. He'll leave the room, uh, you know, if, if the questions are a little too tricky. And it's, it's amazing uh, that, that he does what he does. It's amazing he's not impeached. And he's just, uh, he, he's in his own little, like you said, la-la land. And I'm surprised he's still in office, what he's done for decades since he entered politics. And, oh, what you said the other uh, night, Rita, which is true. Uh, I use the expression, he's like a jellyfish. He's got no spine. You think this would have happened when Donald Trump was in office? Uh, everyone's flexing their muscles around the world. China, Russia, oh, the psycho Russia. 
and you know he just sits back and, and you know takes it and he's got that. Yeah, go go, go get another you know uh, ice cream cone. Yeah, and, I, and, I agree. And, and and Mike, to your point, it would never have happened with Trump. Uh, China would not have dared this. And listen, remember, Trump was getting mocked all the time for talking about China. Remember, it was like China, China, China. Well, he was right on point uh, because they were sending a spy balloon over. And we have a, uh, a jellyfish of a president, as you so eloquently said, uh, who is too stupid to know when to shoot it down and then shoots down a $12 balloon from uh uh, the Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. I mean, I have heard it all. We're going to continue after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. How pathetic. Bob's Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade believes that its $12 balloon was one of the ones that was shot down by President Biden. Isn't he great? The Rita Cosby Show. need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, you know that those three objects that President Biden took down, uh, ordered the shootdown of after the spy balloon, the Chinese spy balloon. Remember, there were all these reports that it was like cylindrical in shape. You can't make this up. Bob's Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade is now saying its Pico balloon is a silver-coated, cylindrically-shaped object. Reported as its last position, which was off the west coast of Alaska. And then with the projected path was basically in the area the same time that the military Lockheed F-22 shot down an unidentified object and their balloon has not been reported since. You cannot make this up. So it sounds like Bob's bottle cap balloon brigade cylindrical balloon, which cost them $12.00 apparently is, and it's from an, a balloon enthusiast club. That's what it is. That's what Bob's club is. Uh, may have been one of those unidentified objects that the U.S. Air Force spent $400,000 on a missile and a whole bunch more to put up to take out. But here is President Biden just a little bit ago. Boy, he really took care of Bob's balloon. Take a listen. But make no mistake. If any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. Boy, he really showed Bob's balloon. This is a, you cannot make this up. This is really scary that that's what happened. It looks like at least of one of the balloons and it fits the, the, the direction of where the balloon is missing. It also fixed uh, the size and the shape and the description. They said it was a silver cylindrical shape. And now we're hearing the balloon was silver cylindrical shape and they fear these this group of balloon enthusiasts that it was one of their balloons that was shot down by big bad biden 1-800-848-9222 bj 
Uh, you just, this is stunning. I mean, this is all coming together in the last few minutes as we're here on the show that it, it very well may have been one of their balloons that was one of those three that was shot down. This is just, uh, this is uh, this is one for the record books, BJ. Hey, Rita, th- this is bizarre. It reminds me of the uh, movie The Russians Are Coming, only they should make a movie The Chinese Are Coming. You know, I, I thought that this would uh, th- this was a kind of a wag the dog situation at first glance that he was trying to deflect from the failed uh, State of the Union speech where he's talking tough about protecting the border from fentanyl uh, after two years of doing absolutely nothing. You mean, BJ, where he spoke about it for about 30 seconds for the whole 73 minutes of his speech? You know, that that big declaration by him? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. He he just kind of like, you know, well, we got to we, we got to protect the border from fentanyl. I, I mean, and he got booed within 30 seconds. Yeah, they said you uh, lost it. Remember, they were like, You're, it's your fault. It's your fault is what they were shouting. It was it was he the guy was getting booed. Uh, and then and then he, <laughs> he just he just turns around. And he says, we caught the balloons. I mean, this is a, a commander in chief. But what what remains, uh, you know, we can talk about this and laugh about it. But really, what what I, strikes me is, I mean, this is Twenty Fifth Amendment uh, turf now. Yeah, this is uh, scary. This is really he, scary. He's BJ. out of it. He's out of it, and I'm wondering what, where where uh, where's our our opposition party? Where are the the tough guy conservatives saying, okay, this guy is uh, unfit? And uh, it's clear that he doesn't know what day of the week it is. Well, and, and you know uh, what, BJ, too? They need to call in the military because apparently on these devices, the military was following. First off, I really want to know, did the military, where was the military, uh, you know, putting requests out? Remember, like in Bagram, you know, he was like, nobody told me uh, that it, you know, was a bad idea to totally pull out and leave everybody, uh, you know, abandoned and, and you know, desert Bagram and the, the prison and everything. Uh, that was basically the best advice I got was to do it. And turned out the military said, no, we told him to stay. We told him to do these certain things. We told him to keep the prison. There were so many that they totally contradicted him. I think we need to have hearings and say, did you honestly fly an F-22 or F-16 by what turns out to be one of Bob's balloons, it looks like, for 12 bucks. And did you say, oh, Mr. President, uh, I don't think we should take down one of Bob's balloons. I mean, if you fly an F-22 near one of these devices, you're going to know what you're seeing. You know, these are balloon enthusiast groups. I could be able to figure it out, and I'm not a, uh, a, a you know, an intelligence expert. You would be able to figure it out, too, BJ. You were super sharp. I mean, what did the military tell them? When did they tell him? Were they begging him to shoot down the spy balloon? And he was like, no, no, no. That very well may have happened. He's not telling us anything, so we don't know. And in this case, are you telling me our, our military was flying F-16s by Bob's balloon? And then they said, Mr. President, we got to take it out. I mean, I bet you there's conversations, Mr. President. You realize you're taking a, a kid's balloon out. No, I'm saying take it down. I would love to hear those conversations. We need to know, BJ. No, I agree. The military has him wrapped around their little finger. This is what happened uh, when Lyndon Johnson took over uh, after Kennedy was assassinated. They dragged him by the nose into Vietnam. Uh, the ne- the next thing we knew, we went from being uh, 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 advisors to a full-fledged f- scale war that crept in. It's called mission creep. 
And this is what's happened. You you look at all of the the, the generals that are running the show now. Uh, a lot of wokies like that. Uh, Millie, uh, Millie, Millie, and, and now and the Austin, other guy. Austin. My God. They, they, I don't I don't see a patent among them. Just just that's that's what I'm saying. There's some beautiful people in the military. I really feel for them because they're really they must be looking at each other saying we have absolutely we have, we have this this guy for president who doesn't know what, what what day of the week it is. And these these other guys that they just want to uh, have a woke agenda and create turn the military into a, a, some type of social experiment. So, um, yeah, we really uh, – this is an opportunity, a wake-up call. It doesn't have to be all bad. Uh, I think we should be hearing from people on Capitol Hill about uh, the 25th Amendment because uh, it's quite clear to me that uh, this president is in way over his head. He's out of it. I don't care what his doctors say. The guy looks out of it. He sounds out of it. He's, he's looking at balloons. He reminds me of Uncle Junior in The Sopranos. He doesn't know, uh, you know, he doesn't remember where he uh, hid the Bohack money. Yeah, I I agree. He just sounds so out of it. He is clueless. And I really do want to know, what did they tell him privately? And maybe if they testify under oath, we'll find out even more how clueless he is. We're going to talk about this more after the break. We're going to talk about him passing his physical and mental exam with flying colors. Are you kidding me? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Biden definitely has, I think, clearly some mental defects. There is no question about it. And you could even hear it today during the briefing when he came out and he was making his finally comments that he hasn't made any comments so far on the spy balloon. It's shocking what lack of leadership is. And we have seen it firsthand with this president. And then today... After he made a statement on the Chinese spy balloon and the fact that it looks like he took down Bob's uh, big balloon, the bottle cap balloon brigade, uh, a $12 balloon, it looks like, right, Uh, with the price tag of a couple million bucks from the U.S. taxpayers to do it. Um, What a pathetic situation. The obvious thing is there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions from reporters. So reporters started firing off questions to him. And the first one is basically, is your family compromised? And he didn't like it. Listen to the way he couldn't even handle a tough question. And this is, I shouldn't even say tough question. This is like a C question. This isn't even like an A question. This is like a basic question that should be asked all the time of this president. And he couldn't even handle it. And we're supposed to believe from his doctors today that he's in tip-top shape and really can handle anything. He can't even handle like a semi-difficult question. Listen to what happened just a few hours ago after he made a statement and he couldn't even handle uh, a little question from the press. 
There's been criticism that this. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You turn my off and ask the question when you have more polite people. Wow, he couldn't even handle that. And this guy is the commander in chief, the leader of the free world. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact. And so just a few hours ago, we got word that he had done his annual physical exam, as all presidents do. And this is at Walter Reed. So this is incredible. The president's doctor, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, comes out with a five-page report basically saying President Biden remains a healthy, vigorous 80-year-old man who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency to include those as chief executive, head of state, and commander-in-chief. Would anybody out there, and I want to hear from you if, because I, I really am amazed, is there anybody out there who would describe President Biden as vigorous? I, I don't even care if he's 20 years old, but at 80 years old, he certainly isn't vigorous. And he is not a vigorous 80-year-old. There's a lot of 80-year-old that I can see that are spunky as heck. He is not vigorous. And many of the doctors, the medical experts, have also talked about the holes that came out today in the testimony because he talked about the physical tests, um, and yet he didn't really mention cognitive issues with President Biden. And they were trying to get into other questions about his mental ability. He wouldn't answer any questions about it. But yet he wants us to believe that he is vigorous and healthy and A-OK. Does anybody think he's A-OK? Here's a little sample of him in just the last few months. Television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the phone. What am I doing here? Oh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy. The, klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> But these are bad guys. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. The best part about that was the music, because that was clear and that was concise. The rest of it was like, what the heck? And we heard it today, too. I mean, even in the middle of his briefing, he's like, I make no apologies, I mean, apologize, we apologize, apologies. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is the guy who's trying to take it to China, and he can't even get any of the words out. It is really, really frightening, guys. And yet they want us to believe he is healthy and ready and spry and ready to run again. Is there anybody out there who thinks that mentally and physically— He is ready to run again. He is going to be our oldest president and not only just in age, but just in style and delivery. And, you know, I talked about I I had the the good fortune of I was guest hosting on Cats at Night 
And this week we had Al D'Amato on, who I think is 82, if I believe. He is sharp as a tack. I saw Al D'Amato later at an event uh, that John Katsimatidis had. He was sharp as a tack. I mean, this is a guy who was like spry. You know, I, I mean, he acts like he's like 50 years old. Age is not the number. But with this guy, he is not just 80. He's like 120. I mean, I mean, he has the mental like slowness of somebody who literally I, I've talked to World War Two veterans who are like old, you know, old guys, even in World War Two. And they are sharper. I have not really seen somebody as slow and lethargic, especially in such a pivotal position right now. And that's why this is just so scary. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm in Brooklyn. Norm, is he vigorous? Is he spry? Is he like a uh, well, spring chicken or ready to blossom? He's as spry or as vigorous as a sea sponge or a box turtle. Oh, my God. You know what? Actually, I think box turtles have more movement. Right. You know? And I wanted to, I, Rita, I want to congratulate you for your psychic abilities, because last week you said Bob from Canarsie was launching these balloons. Well, it turned out it was Bob from some other state. You know, you're right. I actually deserve credit. I had no idea. Had I known mm-hmm. that there was a bottle cap balloon brigade um, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, you know what's amazing, Norm? What is really incredible about that they have cylindrical silver-coated balloons. And mm. they, they have, it fits the description of what they said these objects are. No wonder he amazing. doesn't want to go out. I mean, uh, what's so scary is that not only did they have to pursue it and follow it, but then this president had to say, take it down. It was his orders. I mean, he made it clear that he's the one who said to shoot it down. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. if I'm on Saturday Night Live this weekend? I would have a mm-hmm. field day with this, you know? They won't. Yeah, <laughs> sadly, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they won't. Ah, Norm, thank you very much. I you're knew I, I, You always give us the best. We love it. Let's go to David, line eight. David, your thoughts about all this? Hey, how you doing? Just very quickly, I, I had reservations out at, uh, at the Balloon Festival. Um, in October, and I've just decided to uh, the Albuquerque Balloon Festival, and I, I've canceled my reservation. You don't want to be shot down by President Biden. Too risky. <laughs> you know what? You know what is really sad, David. You're right. All hands on deck. You know, you just oh, yeah. you never know with this guy. You're right. He might see he might see uh, you know everybody up in the balloon and think it's a, a terrorist attack. You know, but then but then Al Qaeda would come in and he'd go, "Oh, come on in, guys." You know, come on, man. Come on, man. David, you are terrific. Thank you so much. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx, line seven. Phil, your thoughts. Well, let me ask you something, Rita. Why are you? I'm going to do a, a kind of like a stand parallel here. We're going to we're going to pretend we're thinking like stand. Why are you going after Biden and claiming that that he allowed the Chinese to let this stuff come in? Come on, man. He this guy lets illegal Chinese immigrants in from the southern border. He doesn't stop them. He he doesn't he doesn't stop the Chinese bankers from coming in to launder their their money, their illegal profits made on Uyghur slave labor. To buy farmland? Come on, man. Yeah. And by the way, Phil, on top of it all, I'll give you another one, too. Um, it's sadly, and and this is why it is, you know, it, it is, it's sad. I have to laugh because it's so bad. Um, but in terms of the borders you bring up, there was just a new number that Chinese coming through, Chinese nationals coming through our border these days, by the way, 
and an increase of 800 percent. I mean, that's not uh, suspicious, is it, at a time where they're surveilling us from the skies, too? I mean, this is scary stuff, Phil. And I know as a veteran, you understand it. But to have somebody who they want us to believe is spry and vigorous, I mean, it is important to have a clear-headed and, yes, a spry and truly vigorous, not somebody who just is uh, pretending to be on paper president. Go ahead, Phil. Well, yeah, but uh, the point is the man is obviously suffering from from some kind of mental delusion. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, the the fact that he lets his son uh, divvy around with Chinese money that he got illegally and just, you know, put in the 10 percent for the big guy. I mean, come on, man. What what are we doing here? By the way, as a military guy, I want to say one more thing before I go. The expense of these jets and rockets. Let me tell you something. You got to have the best. You can't go second class on this stuff. There's a lot of research and development. There's a lot of exotic things that go into it. It costs money. Thank God we got it because Russia and China have the same stuff. We got to be on an equal level. Absolutely. And that's why we also have to emit also a message of strength because they're watching us. And guess right now they're seeing us shoot uh, Bob's balloons down. And that is embarrassing. And that's why it looks so bad uh, for America as China is amping up its military in a big, big way. And Russia is obviously continuing its brutal assault. Uh, I mean, the world's watching and we just look like a bunch of dumbos. And that's sad. Uh, Let's go to Stan. Uh, Phil, you brought up a good old Stan. He happens to be calling in. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, Well, you know, listening to most of these people that call in, uh, they've got him in a mental room. They got it. I will stick with this guy all the way. Okay. Anything is better. Anything is better than a traitor and a betrayer. Anything. And, Who are you referring is, to, Stan? I'm, refer- I'm not even going to mention it because you don't want to talk about it. No, I, I want to talk about it. You know who I want because... to talk about, but I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I, let's talk about Who? Uh, no, no, no. Stan, Stan, Stan you just Biden. called somebody a traitor. Who are you calling a traitor? Donald Trump. You and, knew I was going to say it. And so who, are you call, who are you calling spry? I, I just want to, because I'm stunned I that you said, think. I said, let me tell you. As far as I'm concerned, forget about Phil with his garbage story of mentioning me. Just shows he has no brains to think for himself. Uh, the, Phil, oh, actually, yeah. Phil's oh, yeah. a brilliant guy. He's a veteran. Yeah, he's, he's a, a brilliant good soul. guy. Go yeah. ahead, Stan. He mentions me. How brilliant can he be? I mean, think for himself. Well, actually, you're right. Maybe he isn't so brilliant if he's now mentioning he's you. Stupid. Go he's ahead. Dumb. He's dumb. The point is, you know, the president of the United States did what he was supposed to do. If he didn't do it, you would have bitched about that. He did what he did, and you bitched no, about no, that. No, 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 no. You Hell, are Stan, as phony Stan, Stan. as the people oh, that call Stan, up here. Stan, hang on one second. First of all, our callers are absolutely not phony. I'm going to defend them because they're not well, here to defend, to defend them. Oh, them. Well, no, 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 I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You defend I don't them. Have you to. have to defend them. I don't have to defend them. I think they're correct. I think they're no, brilliant. They're not I think correct. they're smart. Not all and, of, no. and Stan, Stan, I think you're a smart guy too. I take your calls all the time. But let me tell you Go something. Ahead. You think Biden is so brilliant? No, he let me shot tell down. you. Know, you Hang on. No, no, no. Hold person. on. Uh, no. Well, okay. I won't even give you that. A normal person doesn't shoot down Bob's, uh, you know, bottle cap balloon brigade balloon for twelve dollars and and take out and spend millions of dollars doing it when clearly somebody said, you know what, we're not really sure about this one. This one looks like something innocuous. This one looks like maybe Bob's balloon. Maybe the sign that said "Hi, Bob's balloon" on the side should have been a big blaring sign. 
and you think that that's normal? You're sticking with this guy? You're sticking with him down the toilet? Go ahead, Stan. You would have, you would have bitched if he said, if he didn't do anything. You bitched if no, he No, I would not. Stan, I actually would not. You know what the hell you're Stan, talking about. Stan, I actually would not. And that's this is where I completely disagree with you. If he did a good job, I would have commended him because I care about this country and I care about national security. But I also care about having a president who's cognizant, and he ain't that, Stan. But thank you anyway, Stan. Always delightful to talk to you. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Stan thinks that President Biden is Albert Einstein um, and basically speaks like William Shakespeare. You know, I mean, I I don't know what Stan is on tonight, uh, but he's got some really good stuff that he's taken because, boy, (laughs) who knows what planet he's on. Uh, But we do know from Biden's doctors uh, that they claim he is vigorous and he is in top shape. Uh, so is there anybody out there that actually believes that these doctors know what they're doing? Is it like Dr. Doolittle? I want to know who the, the qualifications of this doctor. Uh, boy, he uh, needs an exam himself, if that's the case. The only person who really does make Biden uh, look like Albert Einstein and look loquacious is John Fetterman. And sadly, there is some sad news tonight about John Fetterman. He's checked himself into a hospital and this, to me, you know, is sad stuff. He's he's checked himself in for depression. This is the second time in a month that he's been in the hospital. He had other physical issues. Uh, now, obviously, some emotional issues. And listen, depression is a very serious thing. Um, he's had a lot of problems. He had uh, the stroke, of course, last year. Uh, but he has already missed eight votes since he's been elected. And he hasn't been in office that long. And You know, it goes back to why did the Democrats elect him? They knew that he was clearly having physical issues. We all saw it during the debate. I mean, he was all over the place in that debate, and yet they wanted us to believe that he was fine, and he's clearly not fine physically or emotionally, and he needs to, like, go home and spend time with his family and get better. That's what he should have done, Uh, and it was obvious during the debate. Remember this moment? This was the opening of his debate with Dr. Oz. Hi. Good night, everybody. Wow. I remember when he said that, I was like, uh, how is this guy ever going to serve? And clearly he is having physical, enormous issues and now emotional mental issues. And again, depression is a very serious thing. The physical stuff's a very serious thing. But is he really fit to serve? And, And it goes to also the issue of just mental and physical competency, which is going back to Biden, too, guys. one 800 848 Nine two two two. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to George. Line two. Your thoughts about all this, George? Rita, good evening. I love your show. Thanks for doing a great job and keeping us engaged in this uh, ongoing fiasco that's going on. Thank you, George. Uh, yeah, could you just do me a favor? Can, can you know this, this guy Stan? Uh, I mean, maybe we should just tie him to a weather balloon on one of one of his uh, foldable lawn chairs. What do you think? Well, onto a Bob's uh, Bob's Brigade balloon. Yeah, 
<laughs> Something you're, like you're, that. You're, you're hardcore. Uh, you're, by the way, I think Stan is full of hot air. He doesn't need a balloon. He would just float up there with all the hot air that he already has, George. <laughs> it's, it's really sad, though, Rita, because this our country's unfit, unfocused, and disengaged, and I don't know where we're going. This is really really sad and and depressing yeah it is and i agree with you and and that's why it's like i have to almost laugh because otherwise i'm gonna cry it is it is just such a scary situation and sort of the bob's balloon brigade is is really just sort of encapsulates uh this presidency sadly you know it's like misfiring uh delayed uh bad reactions vulnerable to uh you know outside attacks Uh, i mean it's it is it is a really scary time, and the fact that we have a president who is so lame, so lackluster, and then his doctors want us to believe that he's on point is a scary, scary place. Let's go to uh, Robert in Philly. Thanks so much, George. Uh, Robert, your thoughts. How are you doing, Reed? It's good to talk to you again. You too, my friend. Um, what do you think? I want to live in Stan's world for a minute, where it's really a good thing when our president watches a balloon leave South China, cross the ocean, cross the Atlantic, and then decides to shoot it down after it leaves the country. And then he's using $496,000 AIM-7 Sidewinder heat-seeking missiles to take down $12 Hobby Lobby balloons. And he thinks that's good. Stan... Uh, Mr. Trump hasn't been convicted of anything, and your mindless blather is nothing more than amusing. I'll leave it there. Have a great night, Rita. Robert, you really summed it up, and I'm glad you threw in the Hobby Lobby, too, because they make some really good balloons. It sounds like they would have given Bob's Brigade Balloon uh, Aviation Bottle Cap a run for its money. We're going to continue after the break, everybody. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Washington, D.C., where one of the first black officers to lead a special forces team in combat will receive the nation's highest award for bravery in battle nearly 60 years after his commanding officer first recommended him for the prestigious Medal of Honor. Retired U.S. Army Colonel Paris Davis learned on Monday of this week uh, that he will soon receive the Medal of Honor for his remarkable heroism during the Vietnam War. And he said, now age 83, that when he received it, it prompted waves of memories of the men and women that he served with in Vietnam. I think of those fateful 19 hours on June 18th, 1965, and what our team did to make sure we left no man behind. Davis, then a captain, was recommended for the Medal of Honor by his commanding officer for distinguishing himself on that June morning during a pre-dawn raid on a North Vietnamese army camp. Every American there was wounded during a major enemy counterattack. Davis repeatedly sprinted into open rice paddy to rescue each member of his team, using his pinky finger to fire his rifle after his hand was shattered by an enemy grenade. 
He was recommended for the Medal of Honor back in 1965, but the paperwork was lost at least twice, and he will soon receive America's highest honor for his incredible heroism. What a beautiful story, and boy, I can't wait to see that happen. They haven't announced yet the White House the exact date of the medal ceremony, but I know that all of you will be with me as we will be cheering loudly for this great, great incredible American, retired U.S. Army Colonel Paris Davis. Well, we are talking about mental fitness, mental acuity, and uh, you just heard from Stan, who's riling up all of us tonight because he riles me up every single night. I I toss and turn at night. I break up and sweat. Stan, 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 because the guy drives us crazy, drives us bonkers. But I thought tonight I would play a little love song because he seems to think that President Biden was just so astute in his handling of bringing down basically a $12 Mylar balloon with a half million dollar Sidewinder missile. That that boy is Biden just brilliant and he's so on it when it comes to this balloon issue. So Stan, here's my love song to you. Love you, but boy, are you off the mark. You just have no clue what is going on, and he thinks that Biden is with it. I want to play, this is 32. This is a little bit of Biden just recently in his communication skills, not just on the balloon, but on anything. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you... Uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from, in, in Florida, down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy. <laughs> yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to foot him, uh, foot, foot. The idea that, um, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to... We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, let me say another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with... Um, with uh, the uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what that you can do. The drivers. The um... and just a few hours ago, his doctor claims he is healthy and vigorous and sharp as a tack. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and you are listening 
to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Thomas, line six. Uh, Thomas, this is just, boy, is this a sad state of affairs. Thank you, Rita. Thank you for being fearless and feisty and red, white, and blue. Rita, uh, his name, Joe, uh, Joe Biden needs to change his name to Joseph Blowhard Pinocchio because, Rita, he, he inherently is a dishonest person. He lies when he doesn't even have to lie. He reminds me of a grammar school kid who tells white lies and everybody knows it and the consequences are nothing. The consequences to his lies could be world ending. And as far as Dr. Quack declared him, uh, is, is does that include falling up the steps and not knowing whether his wife, Jill, is his sister or his wife? You, you know, uh, Rita, I would bet the $37 in my wallet that Joe Blowhard Pinocchio could not pass a civil service exam. I know in my heart he couldn't pass it, and he couldn't pass the test to be a naturalized American citizen, the way we're supposed to come into this country, unlike the 250,000 that are pouring over our border every month. I, I, I pray for something good to happen, but I really fear something bad may happen, Rita. Well, and that's what's so scary is that it's like, I mean, it would be okay if if he was, you know, uh, selling ice cream or something. Although, you know, you still have to know what's chocolate and vanilla and strawberry. But he's the commander in chief. And just as you talk about, there are serious stuff. I mean, that's what's so shocking. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's 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 so disheartening and so unreassuring. It is so uh, concerning and dis, you know. Just, you know, it's nerve wracking because you're worried, OK, what is what else is China planning? What is North Korea planning? What's Iran? We haven't even talked about either of those two tonight. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, bad ne'er-do-wells out there that are planning harm against the United States and are looking for a moment of weakness. And they're seeing it all over the place with this guy. We see it every day he opens his mouth. Um, and I can't imagine what somebody on the other side of the world who's sitting there in a cave and thinking about, uh, you know, uh, another 9-11, um, they're thinking, boy, is this a good time with this guy in charge? And that's really sad. And that's, that is, you hit it on the head because that is the sad repercussion of it all. Uh, Thomas, thank you very, very much. And thanks for your beautiful words, too. That was very nice. Let's go to Jay in North Carolina. Uh, Jay, uh, what do you think about uh, Biden's uh, acuity? Uh I think he's not president, but in name only. He's a front man, and there are probably people behind him making the decisions. He's good at reading the prompter, but they want to you know, get him off the stage and not be talking off the cuff once he gets to the end of it. But uh, I'd actually called you to make a comment about Stan and what he had to say. Yeah, you mean uh, Mr. Mr. Kindness. Go ahead, yeah. yeah. Mr. Sunshine. Uh, well, what I'm what I'm uh, surprised at, Rita, is that uh, Biden is getting credit for shooting the balloon down, but he did it after it had made its travel across the country, and as it's ex- exiting off the East Coast, uh, it may very well have been trans. It's a, it's a uh, intelligence gathering vehicle. Is it's been the report, but uh, it should it was it, why why wasn't it shot down? when it entered U.S. airspace. 
rather than a- after it's made its travel across the country gathering intelligence, which it may very well have been transmitting back to China or wherever in real time. Absolutely. You know, and, and Jay, by the way, they believe it was. Yes. Uh, you, hit it, you hit it exactly on the head. Like, he can't look like he's like some tough guy. The only one that he got right so far, uh, they sound like the other ones are maybe Bob's balloons, literally, you know, uh, from the Bottleneck Balloon Brigade. Uh, says they have a $12 a cylindrical balloon that's missing that was in that area that was $12. I mean, that's scary. That might have been one of the three afterwards, but the Chinese spy balloon, you're right. It took them not, not just after it crossed America, which obviously is the worst of it, Jay, but they were tracing it all the way from when it left China, when it left the South Coast. So they had all this time. I mean, you think about how far it is. Think about all the ocean between us and China. And that was the time to take it down, at least to get rid of it at that point so it doesn't even hit the mainland, or at least right as soon as it got into our airspace. We had every ample opportunity, and they didn't do it. And then, for all we know, they have tons of our technology now. Apparently, they were not only doing, like, viewing of these sensitive sites, they were also getting communication. They were intercepting communication between leadership to see, like, hey, how does they respond if there's something in the area? or What are they overhearing? Who's in charge? There's some very sensitive stuff in there. And you're right. Uh, they very well may have so much stuff because this guy didn't have the guts to do the right thing. And then he wants to act like big and tough guy that he hits out Bob's balloon. This is really tough stuff and crazy stuff. Uh, Jay, thanks so much. Uh, let's go to Eddie. Uh, Eddie, line six, your thoughts about this. Listening to Joe's speech today, I didn't say dubre dubre. I said it sounded like he was coming off a half a quarter scotch reader. It really did. <laughs> yeah, it did. You're right. He's slurring words. It's like the the uh, China balloon bobs, uh, uh, brigade, what ha- what $12. Uh, what happens if he isn't on a teleprompter? I, I mean, and then he's shooting down uh, these balloons from that escaped from Party City and from uh, used car places, and he's a big hero. He's so compromised, and I believe that he should probably have an MMPI-2, which medically I know is a multi a Minnesota multiphasic personality test, and also probably just a field sobriety test. He should touch his nose, uh, walk a straight line. Uh, and I'm sorry to say this, but he's not doing right for this country. You're an intelligent woman. I think like neither one of us, a lot of us, they call in, we don't have a bad bone in our body. We don't. No, and, you know, and, and Ed, I agree. Line. I want the best for our country. I would love for him Absolutely. to be sharp Absolutely. as a tack. Uh, he is our yes. president, and he represents yes. us. So, And yes. I know that you are such a great patriot, Ed, so, so you get it. Ed, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. When we come back, everybody, I want to talk with you about these stunning comments, not just from Biden, uh, but stunning comments from Don Lemon. Uh, let me give you a little taste of what Don Lemon said. It is raising Tons of eyebrows tonight. If you thought Biden's words were like wild, uh, Don Lemon really uh, caused a firestorm. First, let, let me set it up for you. Nikki Haley, as you know, uh, yesterday she came out and she did her first sort of big campaign announcement, if you will, saying she's running for president. And she brought up the topic that if you are 75 years and older and Biden's 80, even though he acts like 120, that there should be a competency test, a mental competency test every year, a mandatory one. Here she is talking about that, and that made a lot of headlines. Here she is yesterday. 
In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire. We'll have term limits for Congress. And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. So get this. Don Lemon on CNN, who hosts the morning show there that has not been doing very well on ratings. And he has two female co-hosts. It's Don and the two female co-hosts. He's there on set and he brings this up. And then he said, you know what? I can't believe that Nikki Haley, who is 51 years old and a very sharp 51 years old, uh, whatever you think about her competition against Trump, all things aside, is a very accomplished woman, sharp as a tack, uh, brilliant uh, you know, former U.S. ambassador, uh, former governor. And he says Nikki Haley shouldn't criticize older politicians because at age 51, she is past her prime. And so the other women on set went, wait, wait, wait what do you mean by that? Past your prime. And he said, Google it. Take a look uh, that a woman is in her prime when she's in her 20s, 30s and maybe 40s. But basically, she's an old bag if she's over her 40, if she's over 40. I couldn't believe he actually said that. It was so bad that one of his co-hosts actually basically stormed off the set and said, what the heck are you talking about? How dare you? I think, I don't know how old Poppy Harlow is, but she's at least in her 40s, you know, I think. Uh, The other one is younger. By the way, Don Lemon is 56 years old. I, I couldn't believe. What a sexist pig. Take a listen to this comment. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that you know politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need, need to qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being saying president? What the facts are? Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google Google or whatever it is. How disgusting and outrageous that Don Lemon, who's made some other comments that have been well over the top before, uh, he was forced to put out an apology. I made a reference to a woman's prime this morning. He wouldn't even call her by name in the apology. That's how pathetic he is. But there are a lot of people calling for Don Lemon to be fired, not just over this comment, but it's sort of like the icing on the cake of a whole bunch of comments. What do you make of Don Lemon on CNN saying that Nikki Haley is basically an old bag because she's 51 years old, that if she's not 20, 30 or maybe in her 40s, after that, a woman's basically not worth anything. Uh, that basically they're past their prime, and yet he is a 56-year-old uh, prime man. Uh, that, to me, is one of the most sexist, disgusting comments, and par for the course, and he had a straight face on it. And he said, yeah, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Don't worry about it. Women, uh, really, they're, they're not in their prime. They're basically, like, uh, miss the mark if they're over 20. I mean, what is it, Hugh Hefner?
I mean, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, disgusting, sexist, and I think uh, there needs to be a reconsideration of Don Lemon's future. I just think it's outrageous. If you look at his history, he basically said, oh, the women's uh, soccer team, they're just so boring to watch. Guys' sports are so much more interesting. Like, what are women even doing? Basically, they need to be in the kitchen. And now he's saying, you know, essentially, if they're over 20, 30, or maybe 40, uh, they're basically, if you're past that, you're in a nursing home. 1-800-848-9222. Shame on Don Lemon. The Rita Cosby Show. So, gals, if you're over 20, 30, maybe 40, uh, if you're over that, you are an old bag, according to Don Lemon. I can't believe that he made that comment today on CNN this morning, and everybody is talking about how outrageous it is, basically saying that Nikki Haley at age 51 is past her prime. He said a woman is in their prime in their 20s, 30s, maybe 40s. And meanwhile, Don Lemon, the old hypocrite, is 56 years old. Boy, uh, he's six feet under, I guess, based on his own standards. What a sexist pig. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Florida, line seven. Tony, what do you think of uh, Don's words of wisdom? Well, I think they aren't very wise. And whatever happened to with age comes wisdom... Although it doesn't seem to have worked with him. No, or our president. <laughs> I think they're suffering from the same disease. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, it's outrageous that, that Don Lemon would actually say it with a straight face. And you could see his female co-hosts were like, like just, <laughs> just shocked. You know, I would have ripped into him if I was sitting next to him. I know, Don. I would have totally. I would have been like, Don, are you kidding me? Um, but, and apparently they like went to a quick break and like were screaming, uh, the two girls were screaming in the bathroom. Apparently there's reports that they were like, can't believe we're sitting next to the sexist pig. Basically, you can imagine what they were saying. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't say it right to his face. Yeah, they should have. And I hope by the way, tomorrow, I hope they do. Let's see, you know, maybe they'll finally get some ratings on CNN. People will tune in, uh, to see yeah, if that happens, right? That. Yes. Yeah, th- there sure. it is. There it is. Well, what will the sexist pig do? That, you know, everybody will yeah. be tuning in. Tony, thank you. I, I knew I'd get some good uh, words of wisdom from you. Um, let's go to hey, Charlie. Can I say uh, one thing? Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. To Stan. Stan, you can be charming when you want to, but there are none so blind as those who refuse to see. Very good. Very well said. And you heard what I said. He is so, you know, he's talking about the balloon. He's got more hot air than any balloon I've ever seen. Uh, Tony, thank you. You're terrific. And I, and Stan, you heard it right from Tony's mouth. There it is. Uh, let's go to Charlie. Uh, line six. Charlie, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. You know, we've got to be real careful about the people that would actually create these types of tests. You know, a lot of these people are the same people that can't describe what a woman is when they're asked to describe a woman in front of Congress. And so I can't imagine what this test would really look like if there was actually a competency test or cognition test designed for uh, somebody to be an elected official. The election. Yeah, no, good point. You're right. You're right. And how did Biden pass his? That's what I want to know. 
The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.